And welcome in to the Fun Astrology Podcast for the weekend, September 14th and 15th. Thomas Miller back with you. We're just going to talk briefly about what's going on because there is going to be some <laughs> some energy pulling on us this weekend. So after yesterday's full moon, and by the way, if you did not do your full moon ceremony yesterday, that energy is still there today. Would be best if you could catch it today because the moon is still in Pisces all day today. But the big news is that Mercury and Venus are moving into Libra. So that's great from the standpoint of that's Venus's home sign. So if you recall, we have 12 signs, right? Beginning with, at least in uh, tropical zodiac uh, practice, which we mostly do in the Western world, begins with it's seasonal. So the zodiac is based on the seasons, and we begin the chart with Aries in the spring equinox. So that's why Aries is first, and then Taurus and Gemini and Cancer, and we go on around. That's the astrological wheel. So the last sign technically, in order, is Pisces. And every sign has a planetary ruler. So the the planets are the star of the show, right? Remember, we've talked about that in the theater analogy. They They are the deal. The planets are where the main energy are, so every sign has a ruling planet. And Libra's ruling planet is Venus. And by the way, Venus is its unhappiest in Virgo. So Venus is getting ready to get really happy. Your love life should improve starting now. (laughs) Yay, right? Thank you. Glad I got up this weekend and listened to this. I needed to know. (laughs) But, (laughs) here's the but. So yesterday I promised, though, that we would talk about the benefic planets. Before we talk about the but, we'll talk about this. Uh, so in, uh, ancient astrology, this goes back even into the ancient, uh, going back into the, uh, 500 BC timeframe, 300 BC timeframe as the mold, the sculpturing of what we now practice as astrology. In other words, putting all of this on a wheel, giving symmetry to the houses, coordinating the signs, all of that kind of really started to come together, let's say 700 BC, although astrology itself goes all the way back. I mean, we can go back to Babylon, we can go back to Egypt, we, you know, there are some debates that you can go back even beyond that, but uh, sufficient to say the very ancient empires used the stars. What we have today really started to come together in that 500 to 700 B.C. time frame. And they acknowledged that there were two teams on the field, basically. So if you have a daytime chart, in other words, you were born with the sun above the ascendant line, above the horizon, then the planets that most affect your chart would be the sun Jupiter, and Saturn. Okay, now Mercury, Mercury was a swing planet. It can go both ways. So we could put it on the daytime team. So we could say Sun, Jupiter, Saturn, and Mercury. Now the nighttime team is, of course, the Moon, Venus, Mars, and again, we could throw in Mercury. 
So for nighttime charts, Venus is the benefic ruler. Okay? So the way this is broken out is you have a luminary, the sun and the moon. For the daytime chart, you have the most benefic planet is Jupiter. Okay, now you're saying, wait a minute, I know my chart enough to know that I was born in the nighttime and Jupiter, uh, so what does that mean for Jupiter for me? It means if you have a nighttime chart that your more benefic ruler, at least according to this ancient establishment of the day and night charts, is Venus, not Jupiter. So it's like Jupiter is not as punchy as it would be if it was in a daytime chart. Does that make sense? Now for the malefic planets, Saturn and Mars, Saturn is the daytime malefic. So in other words, you're going to get more error out of Saturn if you have a daytime chart. You're going to get more error out of Mars if you have a nighttime chart. Now, I don't know that Western astrologers, so like if you go get an astrology reading, is somebody going to say that? Are they going to bring up the Saturn and Mars? Depends on what kind of astrology they practice. But typically, you're probably not going to hear that so much in astrology readings. But where it really comes into play is like electional astrology, where you're trying to find the best time to do something. It's, it's written into the electional rules. It's also written into horary. So if you're casting a chart to ask a question, you're getting an answer right then. Uh, that's very important in horary as well. When I run it through my own personal filter, I've got a nighttime chart, and Saturn is very alive and well, baby. <laughs> I can tell you even today, Saturn is alive and well, baby. So, I don't know. I think we just have to try these things on, right? This is all subjective, but those are some rules, and it's just a little interesting twist that probably during the week we wouldn't talk about. Okay, let's roll over here. That's an astrology lesson for your weekend. Let's roll over here and talk about the moon being opposite these planets. So, we've got this personal planet shift. So, we talk about the personal planets. Those are the faster-moving ones. Sun, Mars, left in Virgo and now Venus and Mercury today moving into Libra. But on the other side of that, we have the moon in Pisces today. And then the moon shifts into Aries and will still be opposite Venus. So that's going to be a little bit of a pull there as the moon tugs on Venus because the moon and Venus kind of breathe the same air. So the moon being over on the other side of the chart is going like, Venus, I love you, but I'm going to mess with you. So your emotions around love could feel a pull. And when, it, when the moon moves from Piscean energy, that watery, uh, reflective, introspective, intuitive, really buttery, soft, watery energy. <laughs> Can I tell you about the little thing I put on my subconscious mind mastery facebook group if you're not a member over there would love to have you it's if you just search up subconscious mind mastery podcast listeners and i found a, a deal from somebody else on facebook that had the uh, astrology signs as if they were somebody unique on a subway <laughs> it is funny 
it is hilarious. So for Aries, this guy is doing a he's got the rings, you know, that you hold on to on the subway and he's doing a like a upside down gym move on it. You know, like Ariel. Ah. And for Pisces, it's just somebody sleeping on the bench. <laughs> oh boy. So there's your contrast between removing from sleeping on the bench to swinging on the rings uh overnight tonight into Sunday. So that's your energy shift with the moon and all of that's pulling across uh, the, the the energy of communication and love and and finances and just everything benefic. So that's how you're set up for the uh, for the weekend. You got a lot going on, really. So you've got the full moon to catch if you didn't. You've got the Venus moving into Libra to just enjoy. Try see you know see this weekend if you can find that energy for you. You feel your love emotions shifting. I know it just moves in today, and it really kind of has to get grounded. But if you want to play with energy, just see if you feel that shift. And then see if you can feel the moon over on the other side of the chart pulling on it and what that's like. And those deep emotions from Pisces today. And then get a little sassy and snippy tomorrow. See if all of that plays out. And I will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.